Hey everyone. Uh, some of you have been listening to us for well over a year now, but can you tell with absolute certainty that we are real people? What if we told you that we're not? And there is absolutely no way of telling because of this technology that we have in recent days that is now being told as deepfake. It's a very clever and uh, interesting technology where you mimic or uh, create content like video, audio, or images of real or imaginary people that looks or sounds exactly like another person. So interestingly, we could be uh, imaginary, unreal people that you probably wouldn't have known. Uh, to assure you guys, uh, we are real people, although I don't know you would believe us now. Uh, but uh, that's, that's the interesting side of deepfake, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So, yeah, welcome everyone to our episode uh, of uh, our podcast, Tech Talk. And this week, we're going to talk about deepfake, uh, a technology based, in, based on artificial intelligence, and uh, recently is being talked about a lot. Uh, due to its security concerns and also potential good and bad use controversially. So, um, yeah, uh, Deepfake, uh, Amit, what do you think of Deepfake? What is it or what's your thought on it? So, thanks again for that uh, good introduction, Renath. I think, yeah, it's, you sent the audience to a roller coaster for a second, <laughs> making them question uh, what they're listening and what they're watching. Is it actually real? And uh, the funny thing is that it's actually uh, difficult to tell because the video is 2D and the audio you can easily fake. Uh, so there are now technology where you can have pre-recorded voice go through it and then you have words and then you can uh, fake someone's voice uh, and similarly over a 2D image it's uh, much more easy than a 3D uh, uh, image of a person. So deep fake is uh, very very interesting and uh, the reason I wanted to talk to you about it today is because of the uh, the way artificial intelligence has improved and the way the graphics cards and the computing power has Im improved in the in, in the last decade or so that has enabled this technology to be now almost everywhere around us and we don't even realize sometimes because we follow a lot of people on social media and we don't know what's real and what's fake and uh, and that's the job for say facebook or twitter or instagram to do but somehow sometimes they also uh, can't do their jobs properly and that's why we as human beings have to be alert as to okay what is real what is fake can we actually verify something that we are reading or watching or uh, just viewing uh, and see and tell whether it's real or not through multiple sources because it's very easy to f read something or find something online and then just quickly share it with uh, people and that's how you share misinformation very rapidly yeah absolutely i mean nowadays in digital age sharing is so quick and easy that it's it's actually a breeding ground for misinformation and it's difficult to always keep track of what information and also because there are so many information um, it's usually 
much easier to create or spread misinformation rather than refuting it and you know identifying which is and which isn't as a result uh, we see a lot more misinformation nowadays in digital um, space than 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 before because before publishing a book or something was a lot more difficult so if someone wanted to spread misinformation they had to print they had to publish they had to spread the paper uh, copies which was a lot more difficult nowadays it's much easier to spread anything and then much more difficult to prove something is wrong for example um, the flat earthers they can they can yes. you know, create content and spread like wildfire but uh, people who want to refute that with actual logical explanation each of their arguments they would have to spend a lot more time to actually explain create that content and then uh, put it out in the internet and that's why deep fake could be you know very easily used to to do this kind of um, uh, negative it could be used negatively in a way that um, you know to going back to what you were saying that influencers and you know celebrities we do you know um, take their words a lot with a lot more trust yes. i don't know if it's the right thing to do or not but uh, we do and then if it's fake uh, you know, say whoever your uh, celebrities. In, in, in you're thinking that you might be thinking that oh, the usual celebrities, the Kardashian families. I don't really follow them or I don't believe them. But there are celebrities that you do actually uh, trust. For example, if you're not that, uh, if you're not uh, a fan of that arena of influencers, you might be a fan of. Uh, Stephen Hawking or uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson or, yeah. or any other Elon Musk, or, Bill Gates or the, uh, Hank yeah. Green or uh, you know the Green Brothers etc. Yeah. So so yeah I mean you definitely do have different kind of celebrities or influencers that you trust and if you know if if someone like if, if that kind of um, uh, influencer um, was to say something even if it is not easily believable you would still give it a second thought and that's how deep fake can make it even worse to spread misinformation because it's so much easier now to fake the identities of these people in in actual audio and visual content so um yeah that's uh, that's quite a dangerous but it, it does also have some positive use i'm sure i'm sure <laughs> uh, what are what are some of the uses of um deepfake summit uh, so uh, i mean uh, before we delve into the positive bits i think uh, we also need to clarify what deepfake actually stands for so fake uh, people understand so if something is not real it's fake so it's just the opposite of real and deep comes from deep learning so in one of our previous episodes we have talk, talked about artificial intelligence and uh, deep learning is part one way for uh, computers to learn about their environment the system and then make uh, predictions and then or do certain tasks based on what they have learned um, so deep learning is basically uh, used to create fake uh, images or videos and how do you do it the the way to do it is to uh, put say the image of donald trump over vladimir putin very two powerful celebrities who are poles apart and uh, they have very extremist views 
and uh, suppose you put the face of Donald Trump on Vladimir Putin or vice versa what can happen you can send a friend you can create a frenzy among their followers right and in order to achieve this you first need to analyze a lot of photos of Donald Trump and a lot of photos of uh, a lot of videos of uh, Vladimir which, which are easily available online which are easily they're... available on YouTube or Vimeo and many other news channels once you do all that so for that you need a powerful computer you can't do it on a simple laptop so you'll need to do a lot of analysis a lot of learning and then you try to see what are the common features you try to compress everything and then you try to superimpose and that's where the magic happens so you might have seen uh, a fake a deep fake video without you realizing it and what we'll do is we'll share it as part of this podcast in our description and you can then have a look as to what a real video is and what a deep fake video is so that gives you an idea so that's a deep fake video so it requires a lot of computing now imagine i want to start a war so i live in the uk and i want to start a war with say germany just saying so uh, we are not going back to world war days but i'm just saying that i want to start a war with germany okay now in order for me to do that i need to show some images satellite images of germans or uh, english uh, army moving their soldiers or their uh, aircrafts or uh, ships closer to each other's borders now using satellite imagery you can easily see this say google earth or whatever and each country has their own uh, satellite imaging technology now what if you create a fake image and you show that okay uk soldiers are right outside the border of german and uh, germany and you start circulating this on social media imagine how much panic will that create that sim that simple image and because it's fake and because it looks very real it's very difficult to tell whether something is actually happening or not so then you have to go through difficult uh, sorry different media sources so that's what you said it's more difficult to prove something is right uh, than to prove that something is wrong and that's where the power of deep fake comes because it's so difficult to prove something is wrong it gets easily passed on and now you create a war like situation on facebook when nothing has actually happened no armies have moved everyone is in a peace but on facebook you have now shared an image that creates a frenzy and now it's facebook's job to identify such images using ai again using artificial intelligence to see uh, what's real and what's not real and then based on that remove those images and classify them as uh, misinformation or abuse or something else so yeah that's deep fake that's one aspect of uh, a negative aspect of deep fake now when we talk about positive aspect which you asked which i'll answer now is uh, suppose a person dies i die 20 years down the line uh, you need my voice to power a video say i'm a very famous actor or i'm a very famous podcaster and you need my voice on a podcast but i'm dead so you create a script and the script can be voiced using my voice and that's basically cloning voice cloning 
so you uh, hear through uh, repeated numbers of uh, audio files which i have recorded i've uploaded on youtube uploaded on spotify and various other podcast uh, platforms and from there you create a voice spectrum and using that voice spectrum you generate my voice this has actually happened in some of the films a dead actor has been brought back to life it's not deep fake but it is almost the same technology how do you create an actor bring them back to the uh, uh, to the film even when they are not alive or put their face on uh, on on their body double and use their voice from their previous films and then create this whole illusion that there is a person who is still alive the 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 first thing that pops into my head is there were a few unfinished songs of michael jackson and uh, i don't know if it's possible to recreate those or complete those we're using this technology but then again as long as you declare what you're doing in technology i suppose that's that's usually a good thing but if you don't declare it <laughs> so if you declare <laughs> the then it's not fake anymore yeah, because you have declared it but yeah. if you don't declare and it's passed on as real then you know that okay you pass something fake which is not real as real so yeah you're right yeah that's when that's when the controversy comes in but again um i you know while listening to you i i thought of another um a sort of positive aspect or or positive use of deep fake is uh, uh uh people with disability like people who has lost their voice um for various reason uh they could create uh audiovisual content and have their previous voice uh you know voice samples to create a new voice sample and this is the i mean obviously if you're recreating a dead person's uh, persona that could still be ethically controversial whether that that person would have wanted it or not but in in real life scenario the person who who is the owner of that voice could could yeah could be helped or any kind of disability um not obviously not any kind of disability any kind of disability that affects the voice or the visual side of um uh, the person they could improve their appearance uh in in social media or in the internet altogether by by using deep fake so there are there are, uh you know various positive views i'm sure the audience would you know uh, be able to think about many other positive ones but this is one of those technology where as soon as you know what it is the first things that pop up in your head are the negative uses because yeah it's it it can because be because it has the word fake in it right and fake means yeah. scam fake means not real fake means treachery fake means getting you ripped uh, uh, i mean uh, ripped off so yeah that's that's why i think it's it creates that image where okay deep fake uh, it's something that's not real uh, something that can create controversy something that can cause harm something that's used to spread misinformation so yeah that's those are the kind of things that you think about when you think about deep fake yeah and another very controversial negative views is uh and what i've heard is that uh you know the majority of all the deep fakes on available on the internet now are in 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 a uh, pornographic usage yes so a lot of the times what is happening is a celebrity's face is being used on a on a porn actor's uh body and then they're recreating those images without the consent 
of the person's face that's being used i mean obviously if it's all consensual then well yeah I, i mean i don't think that people would give consent to those things <laughs> because it's yeah, it's yeah, uh, something that no celebrity would uh, Uh, do but yeah that's uh, that's something that is very popular uh, unfortunately a lot of celebrities are uh, i mean their reputation are put to test using these uh, technologies which are not good uh, it's not the right thing to do it's not ethical but because the technology is so easily available and because people can so easily get away with it and there are still no regulations and that's why there's a lot of pressure on social media platforms to identify deep fake identify any fake profile identify any profile that's sharing misinformation and then to contain it uh it's very easy to create a image of a person and then just share it online i mean it's 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 like content creation right so you're creating content every day or every week every month and then you're sharing it online the moment you share it online someone can just create a copy and then keep it and even if it gets deleted it just spreads like wildfire so there is always someone who's listening or who's watching and that's how sometimes what happens is there is a news of something uh there is a video or there is a audio and somehow the governments decide okay we have to get this video uh, deleted from uh, the platforms but because someone made a copy of it you can't actually delete it it now spreads like wildfire through twitter through facebook through instagram snapchat tiktok etc and that is the i mean it's unfortunate but yeah that's that's what happens and uh, it's not just like okay celebrities are getting impacted you can get impacted you can get a call from your mother you don't know if it's your mother you see the number maybe there's a kidnapper and you get a call in your mother's voice asking for money and because you recognize a voice and you are not seeing her in person in a video call and you don't and and you trust that okay it's the same number from which she always calls you you actually believe and then you transfer some money it's a real scam it happens and uh, you are duped of your money just because a simple uh, voice call that you could not decide whether it was real or fake Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I suppose the three most damaging usage of deepfake, one is pornography, the second is political, uh, to spread political misinformation, and uh, number three, in no particular order, all of them are equally bad, I suppose, is, is in scamming people on the internet. Yes. Yeah, it, it's yeah, easy to be an imposter. Uh, if, and usually people question video a lot less, right? I mean, you know, from from the early stage of uh, computing not even internet uh, photoshop was there so doctoring images has been kind of you know we've all kind of you know been sort of uh, careful or cautious about you know images being fake but videos being fake uh, we don't think about it straight away and it's also you don't come across them very much uh, you know you don't think you come across them very much but yeah because of whichever reason and also audio um, yeah video with audio so say facebook's yeah. mark zuckerberg is now saying something very controversial it's not real his face is there his voice is there but it's not a real video could it also be that the celebrities um, maliciously use it 
as a as a opposite way like for example if they to create publicity maybe some, uh, sorry to create publicity yeah. yeah yeah and also like say for example some sort of uh, confidential audio or video is leaked of them being you know politically incorrect or something and they they which is actually a, a true scenario but they say that oh it's actually deep fake fake yeah I exactly you can always deny it saying that okay and now it it uh, lies on the other party to prove whether the audio was real or not yeah or whether the yeah. audio was doctored or not yeah i think um deep fake hasn't still reached uh, like a stage that uh to 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 that level of uh, perfection that you know you, you i mean with the images I, i mean with images uh, it uh, has uh, you can you can easily check online with audio i think it has i think with video it's a bit tricky because video you have to get lot of things right the the face has to move with the the body uh, the voice has to match the movement of the lips the accent the color everything so it has to match so it's very difficult on a video but i think on a image you can easily create lot of fake stuff uh, i think it's very good and audio i think there has been fake audio even before the internet uh you had wire tapping phone tapping people used to record voices and people used to record voices over voices so yeah those those kind of uh, things are already there but i think it's with video which is the most challenging part where it's most computer intensive uh that's where it happens yeah basically there are many ways of using and not using uh, or claiming that it's been used in in deep fake um i think the the level of perfection on videos i mean i i haven't seen deep i have seen some deep fake videos but they weren't meant to be perfect uh, you know like like very realistic they like, were they were created as joke yes. and you know they they didn't care about making it ultra realistic so i don't know what the you know if someone made a lot of effort to make it realistic i don't know if it's easy if it's going to be easy to spot or not but the videos that i've seen they were kind of easy to i mean i could tell that this this doesn't look real i mean you know exactly, the person, exactly. The celebrity that would not basically um it 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 might be difficult and also uh, you know hopefully some of you would already know and some of you want that there is an interesting theory about uh, uncanny valley um so basically as as the technology progressed uh, you know we started building robots more and more realistic we started building you know content more and more realistic but it comes to i mean the more it's like humans or or animals we tend to like it more or relate to it more but it reaches a point after which it's it's so realistic that it's it's just about very real but not fully real yet and that's the that's the time when we feel very so the more uh, the the it was becoming the... like a human yeah yeah so so basically in a chart uh, if you graph it the more human like it is the more we get attached to it but when it reaches a level where it's very human like but not just fully there yet like say for example 90% to 98% we feel very uncomfortable because um it's it's not human we could tell it's not human but it's still very much a like human so there is a very uncomfortable period so basically um uh, that uncanny valley um you know the 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 uh, deep fake i feel now is at a stage where 
it's very realistic, but you still know that it's not real. So you still can identify your brain, brain can identify that it's not real human. And as a result, you know, you feel a little bit uh, uncomfortable. But then again, if it's presented to you in a, in a strategic or planned manner that you don't really concentrate whether this video is real or not. For example, you know, like when you're watching something really quick, a lot of things are happening in a video, part of it being fake, you wouldn't even question it because you're just, you know, invested in the story. Then, you know, then you have just consumed a fake story. So yeah, there's so many aspects of looking at it. And um, yeah, it's interesting how how it can be used. Yeah, because uh, I mean, if you, if you remember the film Matrix and they talk about that, like if you create something very perfect, humans will reject it. But if you just create not perfect, but just a slightly imperfect, humans will accept it. And uh, that's what uh, I think, I think what you are referring uh, that, uh, Sometimes the imperfections make it more real. If you try to make something very perfect, then you know that it's fake because it can't be yeah. this perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, the uh, audience, feel free to Google Uncanny Valley. It's, it's a very interesting topic. Yeah, we'll, we'll share it in the description. It's a very interesting yeah. concept, but I think uh, our, and our audience will like it. It's uh, something yeah. very yeah. Uh, useful to know. So thanks for sharing, Rinath. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, with all these things, um, yeah, we have video, audio, voice, you're creating all these fake technologies, uh, I mean, technologies to create fake stuff, and then you're uh, passing them on as real. Uh, and then there are companies on the other side, like Facebook, Instagram, uh, and Google, Microsoft, and what they have to do is they have to uh, figure out a way to identify which are the fake uh, or the misinformation and then remove it because what can happen is during uh, election you can actually influence voter uh, behavior just by some fake news it could be a news it could be an image it could be a video and uh, because of that you change the outcome of an election and that is actually quite dangerous now because that's voter influence and you, you should not be doing voter influence we should campaign but voter influence is something else and uh, this is very controversial and a lot of companies are now liable to actually remove misinformation from their platforms and it is now their responsibility to get the misinformation or these fake things out of the platform or ban it remove it etc uh, because it influences a lot of people uh, facebook is very powerful i mean about a billion users log into the platform Imagine if something goes viral on Facebook, a billion people will read that content or view or watch. So imagine the power of it, and uh, and that's where that's where I think uh, companies have a huge responsibility because of the scale of their platform. They have a huge responsibility to make sure that such kind of misinformation doesn't spread. So that's why now they're bringing in more regulation because earlier information could only travel as far as we could travel. But with the internet, it can travel anywhere instantaneously. It can go to space. I mean, we can talk, we can send fake news to astronauts on international space station. And and they yeah, know. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they can also like uh, access social media anyway. 
So you don't even have to send it targeting them. They could just be, you know, uh, looking at your Facebook exactly. post. Exactly, and, 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 and you can fake a, a radio broadcast. And if they are, say, traveling to Mars or a very distant planet, and uh, every time they hear a, a audio from Earth, it takes a couple of minutes, then you can easily fake that. You can intercept that audio and then... Uh, send something uh, which you have faked and you can create a yeah. panic. Yeah, it could be malicious. And to be honest, and because there is a delay, I mean, obviously, uh, there's good 8 to 12 minutes delay, right? And uh, Yeah, depending on it, where you are in the in the solar system, yes. Yeah, so so I'm, I'm talking about Mars. I mean, you know, just to get to Mars, there is, there is a quite significant delay. And by that time, if, say, for example, 150 years or hopefully 20 years from now or less, <laughs> uh, there is a civilization in Mars, uh, there is a you know, large group of people living in there and you or someone uh, sent a, uh, a fake message there with, with deep fake, which would probably be more advanced and more realistic by then. And then that could cause a frenzy or a panic. And yes. For them to actually ascertain that it's real or fake, they have to communicate back to Earth. Say, for example, a message from the president uh, of whichever country. Um, and then they have to relate back to that pre uh, the president or the government. And then the government have to verify it and then send back that, okay, by the way, this is fake. That would take at least an hour or two, even yes. the most responsive of governments. And by that time, if it was quite a serious, you know, message, there would be havoc started in the whole entire planet. So it could be so dangerous in future. And um, yeah, I wish I wish there is more regulations very quickly come, you know, that comes in and, um, you know, people or, you know, just like we have technology to create it, there could be more technology to identify you know, maybe you just yes. with the click of a button, you identify whether it's whether it's actually fake or not. Uh, that's that's probably what's what's the what's the needed technology uh, with with the current situation. Yeah, uh, I think uh, what is uh, happening is that AI, which is being used to create all these deep fake, is also now being used to identify such fake stuff and then automatically remove it. Because imagine if a human has to go through every single piece of information, image and uh, voice and uh, video, then it's uh, very difficult, right? To be honest, yeah, that's, first of all, that is difficult and uh, still not 100% accurate. I mean, you exactly. know, it's created for, to, to sort of misinform humans. To fool you. Now, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So now this is, this is a very interesting um, side of me. Um, obviously, I'm a big fan of technology as a result AI and machine learning and everything. But in some cases, I feel decision trees are more preferable because even if AI technology are used to identify whether something is fake or not, AI is never 100%. Yes, now, of course it's it not be, because it's trained over a model and the model is not 100% because that's created yeah. by human. So, so you will have so, inherent biases in it. Absolutely. So as a user of that AI, because usually AIs are 90 to 95% accurate. And if I'm the person using AI to identify misinformation, I would always take the result of that AI as, as accurate because it's 95% of the time it is accurate. Yes. So if it did make a mistake on a very critical situation, 
I would be in a biased fashion believing that, and that could be quite harmful. So in these kind of scenarios, I feel like 100% accuracy is, is necessary. And that is usually ensured by a very um, robust algorithm, which is algorithms are ba- usually decision tree, tree based. Yeah, it's, it could be very complex and it could be very capable, but it's based on decision tree, which might make it slower or might make it, you know, possible or not. But if it is possible, then it's 100%. So um, in, in very critical scenarios like this, I feel like I would trust an AI less and I would probably trust a well-thought, well-structured algorithm, decision-tree-based algorithm more. It sounds counterintuitive, but to prevent AI productions, you know, I feel like probably decision-trees might be better. And I would love to hear feedback from, from the audience, what you guys think on, on this. And yeah, well, what's your thought on that? I don't know. Well, I think, uh, yes, uh, decision-tree and algorithms, yes, it's it's absolutely true. Uh, we cannot trust a technology that we have created with our own inherent flaws and inherent biases and there has to be some kind of so uh, so yeah so it's uh, it's very interesting to think it in that aspect because yes uh, technology can be used to create this uh, fake thing and also identify but how much do we trust that technology and we have to think like a skeptic because uh, even the technology that we create to identify such a misinformation could be flawed so you're right in highlighting that yes uh, we have to be very careful take everything with a pinch of salt and then yeah decide whether what we have identified is uh, the right kind of misinformation that we want to remove or not so i think there has to be two three layers of filtering so like you have two factor authentication in uh, when we talk about passwords right so you have two layers of authentication in order to prove someone's identity when they're trying to log into a system similarly if you want to remove some misinformation we can use ai to first do the hard work of identifying okay what it thinks is fake and not fake and then we can then ask a human to validate that those results and that can reduce a lot of effort for humans to like go through each and every single image video or audio to be honest i i um yeah that's that's potentially the only way we have right now but i'm i'm still not going to be convinced that that way would work the reason is lottery tickets i mean you know people still buy lottery tickets even though their chance or probability of being struck by lightning is more the reason is they don't see the millions of people who bought and didn't win they see one that did win and it's an inherent bias it's it's it if you turn it around on the other side uh the person who's checking whether it's fake or not 95 percent of the time it's gonna be the result that the ai checker ai predicted anyway so when there is something they're going to be biased to think that oh it's probably probably you know uh, what the ai said as a result because ai is usually 95 percent of the time right so whenever you are checking something and it's matching with the previous result 95 percent of the time you would actually question yourself when when that other five percent comes so yeah i i mean I'm not offering a solution. I don't have one. I mean, my off the top of my head, my initial solution is to use decision tree or an algorithm. But um, yeah, on AI based, you know, how can you make it more robust? I don't know. I mean, obviously, some AIs with the result also gives a confidence score. 
for example, you know, it, it identifies handwriting and, you know, a, write, a line of handwriting, it says that, okay, this is the actual writing and it's 97% confident that it's correct or 75% or however many percent. But even the confidence score is generated with the AI and that's again inherently biased. So it's, it's a very interesting side to think about. If you actually want to be foolproof, and you know, have a, have no gray area and have a black and white decision made. Decision trees feels like the only way. But the thing is, in when would we have such critical scenarios when we need absolute hundred percent certainty? Usually, we are happy with ninety five percent. I mean, obviously, if a havoc is created on a planetary level like we just talked about, then yes, that's that's a scenario where you need that. But in regular lives, as long as you have ninety, you know, over ninety percent accuracy, you can sort of get by. <laughs> you can get by it. Yeah, I think elections are uh, so something very political, or something that can affect uh, some uh, uh, the the uh, aggression between two countries. So if it can start a war, if it can influence election, if it can jeopardize someone's uh, uh, status. Uh, so like a celebrity, I think that's where you think that, yeah, this this is very critical. This technology has to identify. Otherwise, it, will, it can destroy someone's reputation, people's lives, etc. So th those are the places where I think it's very critical. Majority of the cases, yes, you're right. It may not be that critical. It's just uh, for a meme, just to make a, f a fun out of uh, people, etc. But when when it starts affecting people's lives things start getting real and that's where we need solutions and that's why the companies need to step up decision trees uh, having ai having uh, humans yeah there are various ways in which you can do it's it's like do you trust the system that's created the system so it's something like that yeah. right so Absolutely. so and it's it's difficult so that's why whenever you read anything on the internet and and this I can now say for certain because, see, we have been talking about technology for over two years, right? And we read a lot. So that's why we are able to come up with all these new topics. And when we read, we have to identify whether the sources that we are reading are real or are they actually spreading some kind of misinformation. So we have to validate some of the sources with uh, multiple uh, uh with I mean with multiple uh, reads etc and uh, we know now to a certain degree which sources to trust and which sources not to trust and similarly whenever you're going online you need to be very careful about what sources you trust and what sources you don't trust I mean I'm not talking about people I mean you can trust someone I can trust Renat but I don't trust what Renat is sharing so that's there is a difference between that so if if you know what Renat is sharing comes from a reliable source say like BBC then you can be certain that Renat I trust and the things that he shares from BBC I can trust so I can I can safely say that whatever information he's sharing is real and I don't have to do my own research in uh, in, in fact checking so that's what whenever we try to share information, we try to do the fact checks and we try to post the original source of that information if we can. Uh, so, I mean, we talked about deep fake, we talked about the harmful effects, we talked about the positive effects. But in the end, why are we talking about it? The reason we are talking about it is to create awareness as we always want to do with our podcast and the show. But the other thing is to uh, make you aware that, okay, yes, something like this exists. It can impact lives. It can cause harm. 
it can it can dupe you of your money so be please be careful please be aware please be alert do your homework and don't just share things randomly try to validate the source that is very important absolutely yeah very much so i mean you might be thinking that yeah deep fake is a is a technology let's yeah i'm aware of it so now as a consumer of content i would be more careful but uh do be do be mindful of the fact that not only as a consumer of course yeah definitely be be careful as a consumer of content whenever you read or even share so sh- when you're sharing something then you're not just consumer you are the spreader of of yes. information which could be misinformation now so you do a few things right you consume content you then share or not uh, you know if you share then that's another type of uh, spreading or activity on in 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 this arena and then also what could also happen to you that this could happen to you rather so someone else could do a deep fake of yourself without your knowledge or consent and use it for malicious purposes so um for that of course yeah be be mindful of where you upload your uh, content and careful of what you say but again you know how much can you do like we are uploading our contents video and audio and we and our voices can be copied and taken and you know be made to say something completely different so um it, it's it's i suppose at this point it's important to be vigilant about your uh, online presence so you know where uh, and when you shared your content and if there is something outside of that then you know that that is very likely fake so yeah i mean it, it's about being vigilant of the con- content you consume but also the content you share and also uh, the content content you put out you know having a knowledge or keeping a track of that so you can easily identify if you're the victim so all of these different ways absolutely absolutely i think because everything is now stored online and it just makes our life so convenient that we sometimes forget what can be done using that kind of information say your cloud account gets hacked and all your photographs are now in public and you have shared some private pictures and those are on the cloud and now it's public imagine a hacker gets uh, uh, i mean hold of that photograph and your reputation is ruined uh, and they they spread such kind of information now 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 think like this fake information fake profiles fake stories they've always been there so why are we talking about deep fake because now ai has come into picture and it's more convince i mean it's more convincing for uh, me or if i see a video or i see an image or i listen to something rather than just a fake profile or fake news or fake story it is more convincing and more powerful if i watch someone talk about something even though it's fake but i can easily get influenced by it simply because created using artificial intelligence and that's what we have to be aware of that a technology like this can be used for malicious purposes and uh, we just have to be careful about it i mean think like this i mean currently we have so many biometric technologies right voice recognition face recognition etc and we want to open our laptops and uh, we have fingerprint scanners we have voice we have uh, facial recognition what if we can somehow sometime in the future use this technology to actually unlock a device just by downloading a piece of your audio 
and uh, running an AI algorithm, creating a voice spectrum, asking you to utter a few words, and then uh, relaying it out loud, and your laptop gets unlocked. Imagine, and that's the scary part. Absolutely, yeah, very much so. So, yeah, I mean, we'd like to, I suppose, leave you with this thought of, as we usually do, to be aware of this technology exists. And also, um, we want to encourage you to find out the positive use of it. And if you if you find a positive use that hasn't been commercially implemented yet, then why not go for it? Because the, the, the technology exists. If the use doesn't exist, that's that's a massive gap in the market, and you could you could potentially have a really good business idea out of it. Um, so yeah, I encourage people to again uh, be aware of all the technologies that exist. That's why we talk about these things, and you know, hopefully something good will come out of it, um, and and hopefully this it will sort of make you cautious enough that something hopefully bad will be avoided. So yeah, that's uh, that's sort of my final thought, and uh, hopefully you guys have enjoyed the the topic we talked about. I, I I'm you know I very much enjoyed talking about it. A lot of new sort of uh, thought yes. experiments, and uh, yeah, it was it was quite uh, interesting to explore uh, this this topic with you, Amit. Yes. Uh, I think so, yeah. uh, I think this uh, technology is quite uh, new. I, I I read about it and I thought, okay, it's a very interesting topic to talk about because it's quite relevant today. Uh, there are a lot of people getting impacted. Uh, we sometimes do share misinformation just because we are not very careful. And uh, I think as a tech podcast, uh, it's our job to share such kind of information for our listeners and viewers so that uh, they are more aware. And uh, thank you so much again, Ranath, for that absolutely uh, wonderful conversation about another interesting topic in technology. And uh, I hope our viewers and listeners have learned something new. And uh, see you next time. Thank you so much again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, reach out to us again. Uh, our contact details should be in the description. And let us know your feedback or ideas. Or if you'd like to join us as a guest, I uh, hope to see you guys again next week uh, with that. Uh, thank you very much.